Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Confident Moms podcast. I am your host, Laura Dry, and this is episode number nine, your relationship with you. So I'm coming at you today to talk all about relationships and specifically your relationship with you, because I believe that confidence and self-confidence needs to begin somewhere. And I think the best place to begin is with you. Um, I think we often think a lot about all the other relationships in our life. Maybe we have relationships with our kids or our spouse or family, friends, all the people, but how often do we really consider that there is another relationship that is worth our time and effort? And that is our relationship with ourselves. I want to start today by talking about and just sharing the definition of what a relationship is. Okay. I, I teach and share that a relationship is just made up of your thoughts. So your thoughts about another person, your thoughts about things, that is what makes up your relationship. So you can have a relationship with the gym and depending on how you think about the gym, that's going to dictate what your relationship looks like. That's going to dictate how you feel about that thing. That's going to dictate the now of that thing that you're experiencing. So just like that, it's the same with our relationships with people. So what you're thinking about people or a specific person is what is going to create how you feel about them and how you show up around them and the things that you do or that you don't do. And that really makes up the now of that relationship that you have with that person. Likewise, your relationship with you is made up of the things you think about yourself. The thoughts that you're having about you on repeat on a daily basis make up your relationship with you. And so this is your check-in point to really think about, okay, what are the things that I think about myself? Do I even take time to notice or think about what I'm actually thinking about me? Do I recognize myself as somebody that I am in a relationship with? And is that a strong relationship? Is that a mediocre relationship? Is that an unkind relationship? Is that a neglected relationship? Okay. Where does your relationship with you lie? Um, Many years ago, before I was introduced to coaching, I longed for all of the relationships in my life to be easier. I wanted my relationship with my husband to be easier. I wanted to feel closer to my heavenly father and my savior. I wanted to build strong and close relationships with my kids, but I really felt overwhelmed just thinking about all the work that this would require. And I didn't know kind of where to start or how to feel like I was even on track with this. And maybe you can relate to this, but I thought that in order to create and foster wonderful relationships, that it required action, that it required effort. And while this is true, effort and actions come from the way that we're thinking. And so I think sometimes we get really caught in this idea of, okay, I'm just going to tick off all these boxes. I'm just going to do all of these things. And then I'm going to feel like I have a strong relationship. Then my relationship is going to be really great and amazing. 
But what matters is the emotions and the thoughts that are behind those actions. This is kind of the missing piece. And for me, in my relationship with me, not only was this missing, but I didn't even have any actions on my to-do list when it came to my relationship with me because it was a relationship I didn't even really realize existed. It was a relationship that completely was neglected because I was, um, it, it wasn't on my radar. It wasn't a relationship that I really considered for my attention. And so I remember vividly the day that, and this is again, was kind of before I got into the coaching world and realized that there was this whole amazing world of self self-help and coaching out there. And I happened upon this free online course on self-confidence. So it was advertising, like create more self-confidence. And I was like, oh, I really, that speaks to me. I want to be more confident. And so I signed up for this course. It was just this free mini course, a video course. And I remember being taught in this course that my self-confidence was going to begin with my relationship with me. And it was like an aha moment. And I was like, what? I'm in a relationship with me? Like I just hadn't ever considered this, but it all made sense. I realized that the things that I was maybe thinking and feeling about myself were not in line with somebody who was self-confident. I did not have a kind relationship with myself and it really affected me because it really, I really realized that, yeah, all of these relationships that I wanted to strengthen, um, that was really great and all, but I was neglecting the most important relationship and that when I strengthened my relationship with myself first, it would be so much easier and natural to then strengthen those relationships with all the other people in my life. Because if I'm able to think positively and kindly about myself, then that is a tool. And that is something that I can have spill over into all these other relationships. It is something that I can use and that will help me in my attempts to create the strong relationships that I want, because it's less about all of the actions. It's less about all of the doing And it's more about what I'm thinking. If I'm thinking kind things about myself, if I'm showing up more confidently, if I'm feeling confident, then you betcha I'm going to be able to show up a little differently to my marriage relationship. You bet that I'm going to be a little less overwhelmed and frustrated in showing up with a child that's having a temper tantrum because I'm clear and confident in myself first. So I really, really struggled at this time in my life with seeking for feeling safe and confidence around me. I looked outside of myself for validation. So this looked like, hey, if my kids were happy, it meant that I could be happy. If my spouse felt like I was um, meeting his needs and he was happy, then I could choose to be happy and confident in that relationship or in me. And really this was a false sense of confidence because my feelings are not created from my spouse being happy or my kids being happy. My feelings are created from my thoughts. And so thinking that I needed to do things for others in order to 
manipulate how they were feeling in order for me to feel good was kind of this never ending hamster wheel of action. I always felt like I needed to be doing, doing, doing in order to feel confident in me, in order to feel confident in myself. And it's a losing game because at any time somebody in my life could decide that they're upset about something. And then I was making that mean something about me. I was making that mean that I couldn't feel confident or that I was doing something wrong. Can you see how that is a kind of a recipe for unhappiness, a recipe for always feeling out of control and always looking outside of yourself to feel that control and needing things outside of you to be a certain way in order for you to feel confident and to be happy. And this is just not how it works. And when I first realized this, it was such a light bulb moment for me. It really changed the whole trajectory of my life and the way I thought about things and allowed me to see, hey, confidence was available for me and I was totally in control of it all along. I just didn't realize that I was. And it started with my relationship with me. Okay, today I want to um, outline the three ways that you can measure your relationship with yourself. So if you're listening and you're thinking, man, like I do look outside of myself for validation. I do let other people's opinions cloud mine. I do let other people's emotions and energy change my emotions and energy. And I do think that I am responsible for other people's emotions. When we have these beliefs and these thoughts, it's really hard for us to show up confidently because other people, other people's thoughts and emotions are more about them than they are about you. And when you think they're about you, it means you have no way of choosing happiness for yourself unless other people show up a certain way. And what we know is that we don't have control over how other people show up. And so there are kind of three things that I want you to think about in your relationship with you and really strengthening and starting to strengthen that relationship with you so that you can untangle yourself from the confidence that, that maybe you have been in a habit of feeling based on others, based on outside validation, based on taking action to create relationships that you think that you want, um, that really is outside of you. And so today we're, we're really focusing on your relationship with you and how to strengthen that first so that you can be in charge of your emotions, so that you can be in charge of your happiness. So the first thing that I think is a great way to measure your relationship with yourself is to think about how much time you spend with you. When I was in the throes of trying to build my confidence based on, and my relationships based on everybody else, um, I would spend a lot of time doing things for everybody else. And I'm not saying, saying that this is a bad thing. We want to be doing things for everybody else. But again, what is the thinking and the feeling behind what we're doing? Are we showing up so that we can feel a certain way? Or are we showing up because we want to show love? Are, am I showing up for my kids because I love them and it's the mom that I want to be? Or what's in it for me? Am I trying 
to create confidence for myself by the way that I'm showing up. How much time are you spending with you? Are you connecting with you? Do you know what you your likes and your dislikes are? Do you know what makes you tick? Do you understand your feelings? Do you know what you want to do? And are you spending time doing some of those things for yourself? I just remember um, really wanting, I, I had this belief that I didn't have time for myself when I was a young mom. And it probably was mostly because of this belief that I needed to be doing for everybody else in order to create those great relationships with them and in order to feel confident. And I really was so lost in, in that and in motherhood that I had forgotten the things that I enjoyed. I'd forgotten the things that were fun for me. And as a result, I wasn't showing up very fun a lot of the time. And so I would maybe buffer and avoid thinking about what things I really enjoyed, because again, I didn't think that I had time to enjoy those things. And I didn't really think I knew what I liked to do or hadn't, that wasn't really on my radar. And so the moment that I began or was given permission from this course that I took to really sit down and think, okay, what are the things that I do really enjoy? Well, I've always had a goal to play piano. I started taking piano lessons. I love to get exercise and to be active. And so I started some, um, some weekly exercise courses. I love art. I love to create things. And so at that time I started doing a little bit of scrapbooking and got into the Stampin' Up scene. Who knows what I'm talking about? I have a lot of stamps sitting in my basement, um, that are not being used presently. Maybe some of you can relate to this, but before this time, like I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know what I liked and it just took realizing, Hey, my relationship with myself is going to require a little time. Just like spending time with maybe your spouse is something that you're going to need to do in order to create that connection and to create a strong relationship with them. It's no different with you. A strong relationship with you requires some time. How much time are you spending with you? What do you like doing? And if you're not even sure, because you're so lost in whatever else is going on, whether it's motherhood or work, or maybe it's overwhelmed that you're so caught up in, take a step back and make a list. Like, what do I enjoy doing? What is the time that I do have to spend? Maybe I want to read every night and that can be my time with myself every day, but just make sure you're connecting with you and that you are important enough to take time out of your busy schedule to connect with, to spend time with. This is the first thing. Measure your time that you spend with you. And if the time is nil, if there is zero time spent with you, how can you adjust that? How can you decide what you like to do with you and spend that time? The second way to measure your relationship with yourself is to think about the ratio of positive to negative thoughts going on in your brain about you. This is a big one, you guys, because like I said, your relationship with you is based on what you're thinking about you. And so if your day is just filled with self-defeating thoughts, if it's unkindness, if it's beating yourself up, if it's negative self-talk, on replay 
constantly, then your relationship with you is not going to be the greatest. And then you're going to avoid you, right? It's that how much time are you spending with you? Well, you're not going to want to spend a lot of time with you if you are thinking that you are terrible and like a failure and all of the things that maybe we sometimes think about ourselves that we don't even realize. And so you got to find out what you're thinking about you. What is that ratio? Is it mostly negative thoughts? Is it maybe 50-50? And if that's true, then I would say you're on the right track. Like we're not meant to think positive thoughts all of the time. There is a space for that opposition. But if the ratio is 90-10, if the ratio is 80-20, what if you could get that to 50-50? But what if you can't get that to 50-50 unless you know some of those negative things that you're thinking about yourself and you can catch them and you can be aware of them? So a great way to find out what you're actually thinking about you is one of the ways is by checking in with how you feel on a regular basis. If you're feeling overwhelmed, frustrated, anxiety, negative emotions, more than 50% of the time, I would say you're most likely thinking some negative things about yourself more than 50% of the time. And so what I love to do is what I call a thought download. This is basically just downloading all the thoughts from your head onto a piece of paper. Don't freak out. This doesn't have to be scary. But really, we just want to see what's going on in your brain. Because without knowing what's going on in your brain, we can't change things if there's a problem there. Okay? You can't change unkind thoughts about yourself unless you can see that you're thinking unkind thoughts about yourself. And so what I love to do is I love to to start my thought download with a sentence starter. So at the top of my page, I might write, I am, or Laura is, okay? And then I just let my pen and my hand take over and I don't edit it or like change things to sound nicer than what I'm actually thinking. I just actually write what's going on in my brain on a piece of paper and I just write it and accept it and read it and recognize like, what am I thinking about me? Laura is, you know, what are the things that I'm actually thinking about? It's a really good indicator of where your relationship is right now with yourself. Okay. And then the third thing to help you measure your relationship with yourself is compassion. I cannot stress compassion enough. Is compassion your friend? I'm going to guess or gather that if the ratio of positive to negative thoughts about yourself is uneven or heavily um, unkind, my guess is that you're not super compassionate with yourself. The Webster Dictionary definition of compassion is a sympathetic consciousness of others' distress with a desire to alleviate alleviate it. And so when we think about bringing that definition to our relationship with yourself, what does that look like? Do you recognize how you're feeling? Do you recognize the pain that you're experiencing? You know, sometimes our unkind thoughts create really negative, hard, heavy emotions for us. And what if that's not a problem? What if we could welcome those and just recognize them and accept them and have compassion on ourselves for how we're feeling, knowing that we're human and humans have 
negative thoughts and feelings. And this is just a part of the human experience. How can you come together with yourself to offer yourself that sympathetic ear, to be conscious of it, and then work with yourself to alleviate it. Not from a, I have to beat myself up. I need to not feel this way, but from a like, how can I love myself through this? How can I offer myself compassion in this moment? And what would that sound like? And what would that look like? And if you're unsure of how to offer this to yourself, the best way to do it is to think about a friend coming to you who's just feeling super terrible about something. How are you going to respond? Are you going to say something like, well, serves you right. Or, you know, you dug that pit for yourself or you'll never figure this out. Most likely not. Most likely you're going to offer that friend some compassion. Most likely you're going to show them some things that maybe they haven't considered. Compassion is always the greatest motivator for change. And when you can be a friend with compassion for yourself, then your self-confidence gets to grow because you're able to open yourself up to thinking kindly, more kindly about yourself and not beating yourself up so much, not expecting so much of yourself, not expecting compassion or sorry, not expecting perfection is what I meant to say. Compassion is the best way to change. Compassion is the best way to start treating yourself with kindness. And I know that we sometimes think the best way is by beating ourselves up. It is never, ever the case. It is okay to feel the way you're feeling. This sometimes means forgiving yourself. This sometimes means loving yourself when you make a mistake, when you fall short, when you miss the thing, when you forget, when you lose your temper, when you miss the boat. Um, I had an, a really terrible, mortifying experience when I want to say it was just my oldest was around four or five, maybe four. And she was taking dance classes on a Saturday morning. And to be honest, I'm pretty sure I had two little girls at this point. I had a three-year-old and a five-year-old or a two-year-old and a four-year-old. My four-year-old was going to dance class on a Saturday morning. And I'm not sure where my two-year-old was. I don't remember this, but I do remember what happened one Saturday morning. I dropped my daughter off for her dance class and I was so tired. I might've been pregnant with my third daughter. I think that this is what, what was happening. And I remember dropping her off to dance class and I had an hour and I thought, I just need to have a nap. I felt so tired. And so I laid down and I don't know what happened, whether I forgot to set my alarm or I set my alarm wrong or what happened, but I completely, <laughs> I completely missed that dance pickup after an hour. I was fast asleep. My phone was ringing. I didn't hear it. I didn't answer it. This is so out of character for me. I am not somebody who sleeps through dance pickup. I'm not somebody who forgets. I'm not somebody who doesn't set an alarm. I'm pretty responsible. And I woke up with a start. I looked at the time and I am immediate shame is coming over me immediate. Like, what have I done? This is the most terrible thing to ever happen in my entire life. 
And so I'm just thinking of my little four-year-old sitting there all alone at this dance studio. And I'm thinking about what these dance teachers must be thinking of me. And I'm just the most terrible mom. And I raced, they'd called and left messages. I called and said, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm on my way. And then I had to walk into that dance studio and I had to face those teachers and I had to face my daughter. And I didn't think that I was going to survive that. And old me was so hard on me. I beat myself up to the point where like I had, it's almost like you will never do that again. You will never fall short like that again. There was zero compassion. There was zero love. It was, you are a terrible person. How could you do that? And it's just not how we build self-confidence in ourselves that carries us. It's not how we show up in the world with confidence when we're not willing to offer ourselves compassion. And I'll never forget how I felt that day. And as I look back on that, I think, man, people make mistakes. People are human. They fall asleep and don't wake up. It does not mean they're a terrible mom. It does not mean that I am a terrible person. It just means I made a human mistake. And if maybe how things might've been different for myself, how maybe I might've carried some of that shame for a lot for less and tried to make up for it with my actions and shown up in that moment from a healthier, more confident place. If I had just known or realized that offering myself compassion and being a, a friend of compassion was an option for me. And I want to share that it's always an option for you. So when and where are you showing yourself compassion? What is that ratio to positive and negative thoughts going on in your brain? Will you do a thought download and maybe look, be brave enough to look at some of those thoughts and how much time are you spending with you? How well do you know yourself? Are you taking time to connect with you? Your relationship with yourself is important. And I want to invite you to start repairing and strengthening that relationship with yourself, because when you do, this is what you can expect. You will start to notice less chaos in your brain. There will be more light than darkness. There will be more space for you to be yourself. There will be less overwhelm. There will be less moments of, I am spinning and I don't know how to get out of this because you will know how to offer yourself compassion. You will recognize your thoughts and whether they are supporting a positive self-confident relationship with yourself. And from that, from that rock solid self-confidence in you and that relationship with yourself growing, I promise you that it will spill out into all of your other relationships. You will stop seeking other relationships for validation. You will stop waiting and, and making those other relationships be tied to you for how you're going to choose to feel. And you will just create that experience. You will create your confidence and happiness in yourself first so that you can show up how you want to be in those other relationships without all the strings. You can do this and whatever that looks like right now, commit to just getting started, whether it looks like just writing down the ways that you want to reconnect with yourself, whether it just looks like what does compassion mean to me? And how can I start offering myself some 
do it tonight. Start with the ideas and exercises I have given you. Or another amazing option is to dive deeper and accelerate your relationship with yourself by working with a one-on-one coach. I have a 12-week self-confidence program that is for anybody who wants to take their self-confidence to the next level, notice those negative self-defeating thoughts that are playing on replay and rewrite that script and rewrite that story so that they can show up with less anxiety, with less overwhelm and have the tools that they need in their tool belt for the rest of their life to be able to have that self-confidence and show up in the world, in their relationships, the way that they want. If you want more details on that, you can head over to at Laura Drag Coaching on Instagram. You can send me a message there. You can say, hey, what would working with you look like? Um, what are all the things? And we can get set up and we can take next steps towards that. Otherwise, take advantage of these free tools that I have given you. Start with you. Start building that positive relationship with yourself. And you will be amazed at the difference that it will make in all your other relationships. Thanks so much for listening today, you guys, and we will see you right back here next week.